Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the line from the world of YouTube, it is the channel called Smith Media Outdoors. His name is Michael Smith, and he joins me now. Uh, real quick, uh, one, we've had about a 20-minute conversation before this interview has started, and two, you would not believe how long it took to make this interview happen. Michael, welcome to the show. Good things come to those who wait, my friend. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> so, okay, a little bit of backstory for everybody as, as we get into this, because uh, we're going to learn all about Michael here. But I, I stumbled across your channel a few months ago. I'm like, it looks like a dude I want to talk to. So I reached out, you reached back, and then it uh, it went back and forth, back and forth, and then life happened, and then work stuff happened. And next thing you know, it's been like two months. Yeah, had a little bit of a game of tennis there, ping pong, back and forth. <laughs> and then like today, <laughs> um, first email I sent was April 25th, so we're into June now. <laughs> no worries. No worries. I understand life happens, and you know what? Uh, it, it's it's all good. So you know, I get it. I get it. Well, Michael, thanks for joining me today. Uh, I wanted to have you on. You have a uh, outdoors channel on YouTube. That's where I found you. You got uh, you know uh, social media and TikTok and uh, all of that stuff. We'll put all the links on the website. Don't worry about that. But uh, tell us a little bit about Smith Media Outdoors. Uh, it looks like you started this up uh, 2021. Why would you jump into the world of youtube uh well you know honestly um it, it's not my first uh, attempt to do so um really as we were talking yeah as we were talking before um I, I mentioned that i used to work for the devil uh, as a technician and when i worked there i would go out and set up internet for um for people and when internet was just becoming a thing in people's homes some of the uh older people that were just getting computers and weren't too tech savvy that's what i did i would basically i would set up their computer get everything going and running they'd be like i don't know how to do this i don't know how to do that i don't know how to use a wiffle ball bat I was like, look, check us out. I'd go to YouTube, I would load it up, and I would say, anything you want to learn, this is the Internet's second largest search engine. You just go here, you put in, I want to learn how to make barbecue, or I want to learn how to knit socks. It doesn't matter what it is. I want to know how to work my remote control. And it will basically bring up a video, and someone will show you, because, you know, that's the world we live in. There are about uh, 2 billion people out there that want to show you how smart they are. And are frustrated with the fact that other people can't do things that they can do. So, boom, here it is. And you know, so that's that was the the, the beginning of it. And um, I ended up because there weren't any videos on how to work a remote control. Um, I made a couple of videos <laughs> on how to work a remote control. So that way, grandma could, you know, or grandpa could not worry about having to call someone over to to fix it and do it for them. They could just go to YouTube and watch a video and be done with it. That's wonderful. So, uh, Michael yeah. Smith joining me on the line right now. Okay, so at some point, uh, and this is something I've been looking uh, at a lot of videos, or at least kind of stumbling into, this whole stealth camping idea. Uh, what made you want to do a, a channel based on this? Well, you know, um, I recently, well, I didn't, my, uh, my oldest daughter recently acquired a couple of children. I've checked into it. She's figured out how they got there. Um, but uh, now I have grandchildren and um, I really kind of wanted to have, cause they live in New Hampshire. I am originally from New Hampshire. Okay. Uh, and, and I live in the Chicago area. And so I wanted them to have a way to be able to see me and, and, you know, be able to get comfortable with, with um, who I am as a person. And, and, uh, and so my grandsons, Aiden and Benito, they both, uh, 
check out my uh, YouTube channel from time to time. I also have, uh, in addition to my oldest daughter, uh, three other children who I uh, employ from time to time in bit parts in my channel. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, if I need a security guard, I throw a, you know, a real official looking shirt on my son and give him a baseball cap and go, okay, stand at a distance. (laughs) I wanted to have some way for kind of people to know, hey, I was here. Um, I originally, like I said, I started off making the help videos for people when I was at work. And then um, it was, you know, YouTube back when it first started, 2000. 2003 was kind of more of like a for most people it seemed like a you know if you weren't business orientated and thinking about it from that perspective it was just a repository to put videos in so you know i put videos of my daughter fit her first fish she caught and you know my archery videos when i was practicing for hunting season and whatnot and that kind of made me fall in love with um editing i found the editing to be kind of a almost a a good substitute for engineering that I used to do in the music studio, working with bands and and recording my own music. And now in this day and age, like I said before, we have, you know, all these tools that are available to us that make things so much easier. Really, there's no reason for anybody who has a dream to not go after that dream and actually do it other than that internal fear of, you know, failure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, That's such an interesting answer. I, I didn't, uh, I wasn't expecting it. As, it. It's such an interesting way that you're far away from the grandkids. It's a way for them to get to know you. Why stealth camping? What? Why are we living in a world where stealth camping is becoming this big thing? And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm, I'm genuinely curious because up until no. two, three years ago or what, I've never heard of this before. Okay, so here's the thing. This is the secret, everybody. This is the secret. Um, I'm a member of a of a of a group on the internet. Um, it's a support group that was started by uh, one of the the members of the group, Josh. Uh, he runs a channel out of New Zealand on YouTube called Hidden Hammock. And then there is uh, another guy, Weed in the Bush, uh, and the Shadow Camper out of Canada. Uh, actually, Weed in the Bush and Shadow Camper they're right up by Steve Wallace. So uh, camping with Steve. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so there's like, I think the last count, there was like between 300 and 450 um, members of this group, the Stealth Camping Alliance, and they can be found on the internet as well. But, uh, you know, in conversations with some of those guys, this is the thing about stealth camping is that it basically is something that all of us guys all, we all thought about, <clears throat> but we didn't call it that. It wasn't called stealth camping. It was just called, okay, I want to go camping somewhere. And then Steve Wallace kind of cracked that nut open a little bit. And then the pandemic hit and everybody was locked in their house. And so now, now what there, nothing is sweeter than the forbidden fruit. My yeah. friend. You, you're not supposed to do it. So you sneak out of the house and you go camping somewhere and you have a fire and you, you cook some food, you drink some beer and you enjoy yourself away and you feel free again. We're Americans. We want to feel free. It's, you know, that independent spirit. And that's basically what I think the whole stealth camping phenomenon, if you will, is all about. Uh, the uh, the funny thing about it is like I the, I can actually remember the first time and I don't know if you'd consider it stealth camping but I remember my brother um, we've got uh, uh, a couple you know lakes around where we grew up and he went just took a tarp and 
you know, a little thing and went camping one night and, you know, out in the woods by himself. And I thought it was, I didn't think it was weird, but it was one of those things that was weird enough that it's like, you're just going to go out in the woods and go camping. And he goes, yeah. And it was a blast. So, yeah. Here's the thing. When I was like 16, 17 years old, you know, and you can probably relate to this. Maybe you've even done it. And I don't know a lot of your listeners are probably have done the exact same thing. Ron's going to go and get some, you know, he's going to snake a couple of beers from his uncle's refrigerator and Joey's going to get whiskey. And, you know, we're gonna, we got this secret, super secret place where we know none of the adults are going to catch us. And we go out to the woods and it's this cool place and we build a little campfire and we all sit around it. And, and that in its essence is stealth camping. I mean, you're not supposed to be there because it's in the neighborhood somewheres or off in the woods. It's a super secret trail behind the high school or whatever, where, you know, you know, you're not going to get caught, but that's, yeah. In an essence, that's, those are the, the, the little, you know, the little um, eggs, if you will, that or seeds that grow into, you know, what you're seeing now. Yeah. And it's, and it's basically all the guys in the self camping Alliance, they're all guys that are, you know, my age, a little bit younger, uh, between their mid twenties and, and mid fifties, there's a couple of guys that are a little bit older than me. And, um, and that's where it comes from. And, and, and to a person, each one of them, I have had conversations, uh, over the internet with not all of them, but a good number of them. And it's something that everybody does. We drive, we're the guys who drive down the road while we're driving to our job or while we're doing our job, I drive a truck. So I'm, I'm in upper Wisconsin and all over beautiful places all the time. And you see this place and you're like, it would be so awesome to get down underneath that bridge, <laughs> that river, that little piece of land right there where yeah. I seen deer all the time and have a campfire and, and just set up and just relax and enjoy it. You know what I mean? You say that and I've had to say, I've never stealth camped in my life. But I've watched enough of you guys that I drive around and I'm like, I think I could camp there if I really wanted to and that sort of thing. But Michael Smith. It makes, you drive down, it makes you drive down the highway and you look at, especially some of the guys that have done some of the right off the highway camps, you drive down the highway and you're like, okay, that little spot right there, right on that little spot where that bridge goes up and the other thing goes down, people are going to be looking this way on that side of the road. People are going to be looking that way on that side of the road, and there ain't nobody going to be looking yeah. in that little patch of land right there in the middle all covered with trees. Uh, Michael Smith from Smith Media Outdoors on the line with me right now. We're talking about stealth camping and his channel. I want to come back to the Stealth Camping Alliance here in a few minutes. Uh, but uh, tell me about some of the adventures you've had because, uh, you know, looking at your site, your latest uh, your latest video is uh, an airport runway. Uh, you've done uh, bridge stuff. You've done just middle of out, you know, uh, what was the one, uh, the horseback trail and so on and so forth. Tell me about what's your favorite place that you've stealth camped that we can watch. The favorite place of mine that I went to, the far north stuff is really my favorite. I mean, I, when I started doing this, it really wasn't, I wasn't planning a whole stealth camping channel. I'm just stealth camping. Um, and I plan to this season, I'm going to do a kind of a mix of stealth camping and kind of regular camping. I, I refer to it as wild camping. Okay. It's not necessarily going to be on a campground it's um i did uh my michigan trips those were the, here's the thing <laughs> a lot of the first uh ones that i did um the first in my lineup of videos what do they say your first videos are your worst videos yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um i mean 
I mean, they were enjoyable, but I, and I, and I'm still learning, but I didn't really have a, a really a tight handle on, uh, how to make a video. So how to tell a story probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's something that I'm, I'm still going through and learning. Um, uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, some of my favorite ones were, were the Michigan trips. I really enjoyed those up there because they were, I mean, that was wild camping. And that was like, I went, I picked a spot on the map and drove like five hours and then drove out this service road in the middle of nowhere. And, um, you know, somebody was, somebody was out there. I don't know if it was a, a local or whatever. was out there shooting their gun off. And so I was out there in the <laughs> woods and yeah, it was, it's a, some crazy stuff, but I mean, I really like the I really like the the far out stuff. Um, okay, but those are my favorites. I mean, with that said, honestly, um, and I've said this before, um, I said this in the the stealth camping a bridge video. Honestly, um, a bad day camping is better than a good day at work. <laughs> you know, you're so, not wrong. Um, I mean, you can make an argument if you're in the porn industry, but that's a conversation for a different time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're a brewer, I imagine that's probably pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, brewing is a – that's that's something that I – that's like a, a hobby of mine. That was like one of my other channel ideas was doing uh, brew reviews, but I'm, I'm not I'm not as good a – I'm not as good a brew reviewer as uh, as I would like to be on YouTube. I get so. you. I get you. Michael Smith from Smith Media Outdoors on the line. All right. You've dove into this YouTube world with a stealth camping channel. At the beginning, what did you think this was going to be, and how did that change? Like, what do you think of it now? Is it is it cool? Is it kind of a pain? Where are we at? Well, you know, they say do something that you love, and you will never have a bad day of work in your life or something along those lines you'll always love your job or something. Uh, it, it, you run the risk. Um, and I recently just took like, I, I had to take a break off because between my job is, you know, a lot of hours a day. Um, I drive a truck and there's not a lot of truck drivers. So we're short of drivers. A lot, yeah. a lot of times I have to work a lot of hours. And so it got to the point where I felt like I was just making a video to make a video because I had to have one in a week and, it, and that made it kind of difficult um, to do. But I mean, honestly, if someone was going to do a YouTube channel, it, it, it all depends on what you're doing it for. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if you're doing it to, if you're doing it to become rich, you're 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 not you're not going to enjoy the, the journey, <laughs> <laughs> and you're not you're not getting rich anytime soon. Um, so me personally, I like doing the YouTube channel. Um, if I could do it without my ugly mug on, on camera, um, I would have preferred that, but you know, I, I, like I said, I'm not rich. I'm not in the, I'm not in the position to hire, uh, Brad Pitt or anybody like that. Michael, you're at least a six. (laughs) Well, thank you. you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take that and run with it. Well, you know what? I mean, at least you don't have to have the joke all the time from people of, oh, you got a face for radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, In about 20 years of radio, do you know how many times I've heard that? I can't even begin to fathom the number. I mean, that seems like it would be the standard go-to for anybody who couldn't come up with a joke. It's that or it's uh, at uh, when you do events and stuff and you have the prize wheel and people like, they don't win, so they just move it over. And it's like, oh, I've never seen that before. So... Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, it's. Uh, 
I forget where we were going with this, but uh, with the uh, uh, not getting rich with the YouTube and stuff, I mean, you're, what, a little over a year into it. Uh, how has it changed for you? Is it just gotten easier to tell a story? Has it gotten uh, harder to come up with places to camp? Uh, I know you had to take the break, but where are we at now? As far as my journey goes, I'm I'm beginning to get a sense for you know we're I can't remember if we were talking just a moment ago or 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 if it was before we started, but we're talking about things becoming formulaic. That was before. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of um, you know that's kind of where you come into it because uh-huh. you watch. Because the way that the way it works for me, I learn by overwatching, you know, things, uh, and then I take all of that data, and I basically go, okay, well, you know, out of these ten people that I just watched, these different points are the points that all come up on all of them, and so that has to be true. If that that's what's working for them, then that must be a true point. Uh, and that must be something that is going to work. And so over time, you begin to see, okay, well, I should do this. I shouldn't do that. I don't like this. I do like that. And then you begin to develop kind of your own flow. And, and YouTube, quite honestly, is a – everybody's journey is different. Yeah. There are like three other guys that when I first began that I liked, and I noticed when I went in and I was like looking at their – they're about page and looking at what they have for subscribers because that's what you do as a YouTube creator. Oh, I do you it in radio all the time as well. So Exactly. And so and so I looked at them and they we all began at the same time. One of them has basically kind of flopped by the wayside. Okay. The other two have just completely taken off. And so then you begin analyzing, okay, well, how are they doing against what I'm doing? And okay, if they're doing better than I am, well, what are they doing that I'm not doing? So what am I missing that they're not missing? And, you know, there's a certain amount of it because like 3.5 million people search YouTube for content daily. Yeah. That's a, you can't get away from that. And so, you know, there's going to be a certain number of people that are looking for what it is that you're doing because it's a niche that people want to see and there's a particular reason for it. And then that begins to be the thing that you try to figure out is why are they looking at it? What is it they're looking for? Is that something that I feel comfortable doing? And and then, you know, you like I said, you begin to feel your way out and and um it all depends on what you're doing YouTube for. If you're it, doing it to get It just drives you nuts or, though, right? Well, you know, it can if you let it. <laughs> <laughs> You've got such a good I, attitude about it. That's the that's the cool thing. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that uh, it kind of helps to be a little bit little bit off kilter to begin with. So <laughs> there you go. But uh, Michael Smith from Smith Media Outdoors. We'll have all the links and stuff on the website. Uh, Michael, uh, I, like I said, I want to get back to the uh, Stealth Camping Alliance, but uh, a couple uh, more questions about your channel. If you were gonna tell, or actually, you know, I did have one question I wanted to ask. What, when you first started, was it weird to talk to the camera by yourself? You know what? Um, for me, no, not so much. Um, I uh, well, without getting too deeply into my personal issues or whatever, I, I have a I have a condition that uh, that has made social interaction rather difficult. I'm I can be, believe it or not, I can be kind of awkward. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, not having eyeballs like right directly <laughs> on me um, makes it a lot easier. Okay, and that's interesting. I, I have always since I was able to speak 
at a young age, I have always not had, never, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I have never had a internal dialogue for the most part. I've always spoken, if I have a problem, I speak it out loud uh, to, uh, I'm a Gemini, so I'm guessing it's to my Gemini twin, the other half of me or whatever. Um, and uh, it, this has caused me problems with family members, it has caused me problems with uh, life partners, if you will, um, over the years, because they think I'm talking to them when I'm hashing out a problem. And because I am Irish American, I tend to use a lot of expletives. You have not <laughs> dropped one since we started talking. And I have been very cognizant of the, of that fact. I, I am able to censor myself inside my head when I am having a conversation with someone and it's a trait that I have kind of had to teach myself over the years, but speaking to the camera or, you know, uh, to myself, that context is, is something that, uh, it just, it, it sounds it like was, it comes easy to you that it's just one of those things that it's easier probably for you than other people. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I'm just, I'm talking to, uh, I'm building the, the scene as I'm doing it in my head, everything is everything pretty much that I do up to this point. I've not done anything that has been scripted whatsoever. I do not script. Um, I am, I'm looking into and working on because all of the, all of the, um, the pros that I have been studying um, on how to get better at YouTube, they all say, Oh, you have to like, you have to develop the first thing you have to do and I don't understand this at all. The first thing you have to do is you have to develop, you have to, you have to make your thumbnail and then you have to come up with your title. Yeah. And then you, and then you build your story around that thumbnail and that title and, and, and that's, and you die on that hill. And I don't understand that me personally, I go, okay, I want to camp in this location. I think that would be a cool location at the airport. And so I'm going to go there and I'm going to look and see, okay, is there a, what I need to, to do what I'm going to do, or if not, what do I need to bring to do what I want to do? And then I go and I film it. And then everything that I do when I film it is completely just off the cuff. I bring what I think I want for food, what I think I'm going to need for equipment, and then my camera gear, my batteries and my lighting. And, um, and I go in, I set up and I do everything. And then I pack up and I get out. And then it's, then I'm, then I put on a different hat. Then I, I go home and I put on editing hat. <laughs> And what's funny about that, you said the scripting part, and from the world of radio, like all the best uh, uh, speakers in radio, it it's rarely ever completely scripted out. It's more like bullet points, right? And well, that's you know so that kinda, to me, that's I, so I, foreign thinking. So, well, I kind of did that for for our conversation. I wanted to make, make sure that I had some points because you sent me kind of a a, a tentative you know, set of, okay, this is what we're going to be looking for and you know, what we're going to talk about, but, you know, we're going to be kind of loose and, and just have a good conversation. And, you know, that's an easy thing for me. Um, it's even easier if I've had any beer, <laughs> but, but I, I have not had beer. So, well, you know, there I, you go. Dry. There you go. I've had Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper only. 
I've been rocking a Diet Coke here for the last little bit, so we're we're in it together here. Uh, Michael Smith from uh, Smith Media Outdoors on the line with me right now. All right, so uh, uh, like I said, we have the links at the website. Um, we you know we'll put up a couple of uh, 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 the videos as well. What do you have coming up video wise? Like, what's the plan for the summer? Well, the plan for the summer is um, I came out of season. Uh, one completely just uh, whipped and beat by Mother Nature. She just, you know, she seems to plan the beautiful days on uh, the weekdays when I have to work and I have no time. And then the second uh, Saturday rolls around, she like opens up the spigot and dumps either water or a ton of snow on me. One of the videos that I'm editing now, I actually was like, yeah, it's kind of cloudy out there. I think it's going to be okay. And I woke up in the morning and it was like a completely (laughs) blanketed white snow everywhere so um this season um i plan on i i'm trying to do some i want to do some more i mean this is the thing we live in the midwest and we have a lot of like we have a lot of things here that i see some of the other guys that are that are in more urban areas that they don't have i am within driving distance of iowa i am in with driving distance of minnesota the the uh, Boundary Waters, the Porcupine Mountains in Michigan, different areas like that. Um, Wisconsin is absolutely beautiful. Um, There's a lot of places in lower Illinois. I really would love to do some stuff uh, in some far states. Um, I stayed years ago. I never recorded it because it wasn't like in my mindset at the time, but I stayed in Fire Valley out in Nevada. Um, Oh, cool. I would like to do I would really like to do some um, this year. I would really like to do some uh, some desert camping. Uh, there's a guy called Junkyard Fox who is uh, on YouTube. I I've watched a lot of his um, videos. He's he's great. He does some really good content. I, I really want to do some of that. Um, I <laughs> you're gonna laugh and you're. I don't know. You might think I'm crazy, but that's okay. But you know what? I, I listen to, um, when I drive, uh, I do all my studying for my channel as far as like business stuff and how to stuff and editing and whatnot. But one of my personal like loves is to listen to the Bigfoot, um, phenomenon. And there's a lot of that in, uh, a lot of the people that I hear talking, they're like in Michigan and, um, the Sierra Nevadas and places like that. And I would really like to go someplace that is like really remote where they, where they say, according to the BFRO report, um, that there is a, uh, you know, Bigfoot activity. And I would like to see, uh, I have a theory. Um, Come to I Iowa. Think that, I think that, I think that you're, that you, that you're safe. If you set up a camp somewhere where you're really remote, I think that you're safe if you put up Bigfoot repellent and, Bigfoot repellent is basically if you take trail camera or if you take three trail cameras, I would take three and you aim them at your tent on different sides. So they're all catching what's going on with each other. And your tent is in each one of the frames. I think you'd be completely fine. And then you can just go out and, you know, into the woods and listen for them or maybe maybe even see. I'm not sure. I don't disbelieve and I don't believe. Um, I think it's a possibility. But I, that's one of the things that I would like to do this season. I'd like to go someplace like super remote like that, where that is a possibility. One of one of my videos, one of my first videos that I did, actually, that's where I went on my first video I ever recorded was Goodman, Wisconsin. And that was their claim to fame is that someone had sighted a Bigfoot. So that was why uh, I went there. But 
I I don't want to brag, but I was a part of an award-winning uh, Bigfoot documentary. Um, Which one? Uh, it's called Squatch Iowa. My buddies in uh, Calhoun County Paranormal Investigators uh, put it together. Um, I, I forget what, what, uh, it, it won like best documentary or something. Anyways, uh, North, if you ever get a chance, Northeast Iowa, uh, actually has a fairly thick forest. Plus it's remote. Plus there's, uh, uh, there's Bigfoot activity up there apparently. So awesome. That sounds like a plan. My, um, wild camp, I have, um, on my, um, channel, I have playlists that I've made my stealth camping, um, playlist has gotten rather rotund and my um wild camping uh playlist is rather meager so i'm looking to expand it so that would be a wild camp for sure northeastern iowa yeah up by uh if you can find around decora is a good area um and actually uh apparently in this and this is completely off the path of what we where we're starting but we're talking about bigfoot now (laughs) Um, right around where I'm at, uh, Sailorville Lake there, my, my buddy Seth, who is, uh, 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 one of the members of, of, uh, Calhoun County said that they're, uh, apparently back in the seventies, there was like a Bigfoot organization in Des Moines, like that investigated it that we're trying to fig- find out more about. Uh, but the uh-huh. other thing about it was uh, there was some story in my dad, who was a chief of police in, in my hometown, Polk city, which is right on Sailorville Lake. Uh, they had like Bigfoot sightings and stuff out there, and there was even a story at one point of someone getting their arm ripped off. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Yeah, so, no, I am totally, I'm totally into it, and that's some of the stuff that I would like to. I, I just like to, you know, I, I'd like to try to experience it and see whatever. I mean, you know, from all the things I listened to, Sasquatch Chronicles, um, with Wes. I, I'm always like, my ears always perk up when it's anywhere nearby. <laughs> oh, that's within driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Well, uh, real quick before we uh, hit uh, the last subject here, have you seen anything weird in the woods that you can't explain? You know, I come from New Hampshire, and I've been in the upper mountains of uh, the White Mountains, and uh, I've been in the Rocky Mountains. Um, I have more or less pretty much always uh, gone by myself everywhere I've gone. Have I heard things that I couldn't explain? Yes and no. I've okay. heard things that I could explain, but my but my mind says okay, it, that isn't where it doesn't go. It doesn't go to unexplained. See, my mind goes to a. I have to assign a rational thing to it, and because it wasn't one of those, it's in your face. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Like I've heard, I've heard some of the recordings, and I'm like, dude, I would I would just absolutely like die to like see, to hear something like that. You know, it's always something that is just, you know, I heard something moving. Okay, well, that's probably just a raccoon or it's yeah. probably a deer. Or, I mean, it's never never been so clear-cut in stone definitive. No, bro, that was the freaking Sasquatch. <laughs> I know it was. You know what I mean? It's never been one of those things. But I, I, that's what I'm looking for. That's what I want. And I want to be there with cameras uh, rolling when it happens. So. See, the question I always ask is, Okay, what happens if Bigfoot does roll up on you? Like you're sitting there at camp, you got your fire going, you got your uh, uh, tent hidden real well, you're making your uh, food in the uh, metal pan. <laughs> Bigfoot rolls up. What's happening? I'm going to be like, okay, bro, do you want your beer in the glass or do you want it? Like, should I, should I get like one of those solo cups? Because your like, big old hands are going to break the glass. I don't want you getting pissed at me and like taking it out on me if you cut your fingers. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I've thought about that. I've thought about that because I, I've heard so many stories of people that were out camping and things that had happened to them. And, and you know, I don't know. It's one of those, it's an unknown unknown. You don't know what you don't know. I would like to think that I would not pee on myself. Um, no promises, but, uh, but you know. Yeah, uh, no promises. I'm not, I'm not making any promises. I mean, but I'm not going into the woods with depends on either, you know. So. Oh, boy, that's that. funny. Michael, I got to tell you, I never thought that we'd end up talking about Bigfoot in this. So. <laughs> well, you know, I. Uh, I am uh, pretty random. It's my, okay. My I love it because I love the parent. I could talk about that all day. But uh, getting back to the uh, stealth camping stuff, Michael Smith uh, from Smith Media Outdoors. Uh, what are the uh, Stealth Camping Alliance challenges? I, I see this uh, on the website where it's like eight challenges, two challenges. You've completed two. What, what are those? So the Stealth Camping Alliance every month, Someone in the alliance will be gifted with the um, with the honor of uh, coming up with a challenge. Some of the guys will um, Richard um, of Day Tripper in uh, Great Britain. He basically put a bunch of ideas that he had for you know what he thought would make for a good challenge and some guidelines. You know you have to use a, a hammock. You have okay. to use a tent. Cowboy camp or something like that. You know, you come up with the particulars if you're asked to to give the challenge, and then um, you know some people will just you know will just come up with it and say you know hey Josh uh, did uh, did one where he's like okay uh, you have to hike to a, a remote place or this month's challenge is uh, by Lisa's day off. Um, Lisa says that she would like to see cowboy camping and you can't use a tent and you can't use a tarp you just have to sleep out in the stars and she wants to be able to see the stars so that's the challenge and basically what it is is it's a okay it's a way for a different uh camper a different stealther to come up with an idea and be involved and for everyone to be involved oh that's cool and then uh, and and you know the alliance has such a wide and varied um type of individuals that are that are involved there's another person that that uh that everybody that is a big stealth camper that pretty much you know everybody we all know each other in the community he's not a part of the stealth camp alliance to the best of my knowledge he may be now but he came in and he was like well i really don't want to join the alliance and do this whole challenge thing because it just seems to me like you know 25 people dropping the same type of video on the same day. You know, it it just doesn't seem like it would be something that would would yeah. help my channel at all. But here's the thing is that even though the idea of the challenge is the same, there there is nothing new under the sun. Everything's already been done. All of the videos that come out, even though all of them are stealth camping a bridge, even though all of them are stealth camping a Walmart or whatever, they're all so different because of the creator. Yeah. And that's the, and the thing about the stealth camping alliance is, is that we do this so that that way people have support. So many people, you know, I would like to do that, but then they don't. We encourage people. We have a Facebook page. We have uh, a website and on YouTube, all of the creators are all part of it. You put your hashtag stealth camping alliance in the, in the video and then that way, when you search hashtag Stealth Camping Alliance, you get all of the people that have made 
content and all these different videos. And that's basically what it's about. It's about making it so that, you know, people feel empowered to get out. People feel like they're supported. They don't feel like, you know, someone's going to think I'm stupid for doing this. Because if someone starts throwing shade about another, you know, another creator, you know, the, the other guys, we're aligned. We're, we're allied. So we, you know, we okay. stick up for one another. It almost I mean? sounds like a union. Yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, not really, <laughs> but kind of. It's it's kind of like a kind of more like a you know I don't know it's a club a, a band a band of brothers or a club yeah there you, you know go uh, no what I'll do I'll uh, I'll include the the website uh, as well uh, with this um, real quick well, Michael uh, yeah no problem it, it's it's inter- I didn't think there was a society for this I'll put it that way yeah it's it's kind of it's developed it's developed out of necessity um, you know what I mean the yeah. the the more experienced want to bring along the the less experienced and the and the the new people who are kind of you know kind of shy and kind of you yeah. know ambivalent about whether or not they're going to be accepted um you know and and it's not just uh it's not just the camping either there are some you know members who you know may be having personal problems and and it's a group of people that are able to support them whether they're having some type of a you know a personal issue um, um with you know mental health or whatever or it's just it's a support group and it's a it's a great bunch of guys and it's a lot of interesting content and it's uh it's a wellspring of of ideas i use it quite honestly as a springboard for ideas on what it is that i can do uh, on my channel and how it is that i can both stand out from other creators and at the same time have uh, plenty of ideas for content to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I really do. Michael Smith from Smith Media Outdoors. All right, as we get close to wrapping up here, I got uh, a couple questions for you real quick. Is there a place you won't stealth camp? Um, In an actual cemetery. Okay, thank <laughs> like, you. No, that's like, uh, you know, that, and I'm, I mean, I, I will poke the bear occasionally, but, um, you know, uh, like the, the airport, I really, really, really wanted to, because the, the area that I was in, there were planes that would come and land, and I really wanted to get a night shot of a couple of planes coming in. What I didn't realize is that at a certain point at night, they don't land any more planes there because it's not a big, huge airport. Yeah. It's just a regular local airport. And you can't really call up the, the tower and say, yo, <laughs> I'm coming to the video. <laughs> no, I get you. It's going to be landing on this runway. Yeah, the TSA kind of frowns on that behavior. So Yeah, that's. Um, I was going to say, the airport just seems like you're asking for trouble. Yeah, I was really, really respectful, as respectful as you can be. It was basically, um, there used to be a, a dog track there, a Greyhound racing track there, and it had since been knocked down, and a lot of the area where I was at was just basically like where they had been dumping construction waste and pulverized okay. concrete whatnot and so it had grown up and been allowed to like you know like trees grow and everything else in there and and so there was a lot of deer activity in there um a lot of like birds that's my big i really like birds so there was a lot of like really nice birds in there i wish i could have gotten some of those but uh the my biggest complaint in there were two things uh was the the road noise because it was packed right in the corner okay. on one side by the highway. So you're getting all the loud trucks and that's in the trucking area. 
and then there was another loud road on the um, on the other side, and then directly behind it, wouldn't you know, a Harley dealership. So <laughs> yeah, so it was like right in the midst of all the noise. So I apologize up front for anybody who goes and sees it. It is not typical. Um, is that it's that loud, the road noise and everything was that loud. I had a lot of problems, but I have gotten some new audio equipment, so I should be able to solve my audio issues with regards to focusing in uh, on on me and not on the highway and the trucks. And then the second thing that I really didn't like about that whole location, but that's just because it's spring, was uh, the ticks. Oh, yeah. That's a big thing that keeps me out of the woods for some reason. It's like, you know what? I don't need to mess with ticks. Yeah. Well, you know, kind of going back to for just a second on the whole what I plan to do this season, you know, what I'm trying to do with my videos is you can't really on YouTube and Steve, Camping with Steve mentions this a little bit. He touched on it at least. He, you know, had a cooking channel, wanted to have a comedy channel and then ended up with a camping channel and somehow managed to be get all three of those into the same little little yeah. packet but but uh you know doing variety content doesn't really work because unless you're established and you're able to like steve has done and kind of like creep your way into it and um and get it to work but what i really would like to do in my videos is i would like to give people something that holds their attention is visually and audibly something that is you know kind of cool to watch and listen to and at the same time, throw in a tip, um, you know, hey, if you're looking to build a fire or if you want to do whatever, if you do this, this is a way to do it. Or if you're looking to cook something in a different way, then this is a way to do it. Um, and one of the things that I was looking at uh, after having my tick problem at this place was um, was developing or finding, and I was able to find a couple of different guys online that were talking about what they do as far as ticks um, and bugs in general. Um, and, and so I want to kind of add those things, just add helpful things in so that that way people are getting entertained. Maybe they learn a little bit something, but not beating them over the head with it. You know yeah, I mean? no, I don't, I don't think that would be crazy at all. I think that would be like standard, you know, conversation, you know, for yourself and the camera. Uh, Michael, as right. uh, my last question for you, uh, if someone is looking to stealth camp, what, what do they need to know beforehand? Well, that is one of my my uh, my videos in my idea list is how to stealth camp. Um, I was actually like trying to work on a uh, an ebook uh, about that. Uh, not that I consider myself a super expert on it or anything like that, but just from my experience of doing it, you know, stealth camping. Uh, I've heard some of commenters or whatever on on the YouTube. Um, that do regular camping channels that have commented on stealth camping about how illegal it is or whatever. Here's the thing. Stealth camping is basically dispersed camping is what it is. And dispersed camping is legal in pretty much all 50 states. And what dispersed camping is, is, is going out and finding a place where a, there are no trespassing signs not have been, have not been posted. Uh, If you see no trespassing signs, clearly, that's a no go. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I'm not going to say that people don't do it, and I'm not going to say that I haven't done it, but in the Stealth Camping Alliance, you'll notice a trend with a lot of the guys. And that is, is that pretty much wherever they go, wherever we go, we leave the place better than it was when we found it. If I go into a place, when I did my Stealth Camping uh, billboard, there was beer cans and beer bottles in there when I went in there. Um, 
I didn't really film me picking them up, but you know what? I have some uh, grocery bags, the little ones that they give you at the Walmart or yeah, at yeah, the yeah. grocery store. And I stuffed the, you know, a couple of the beer cans were like the old school ones. Like you could tell they had been there since like probably like the 60s or whatever. But we pick stuff up and we go and leave the place better than we have. This is why there are signs everywhere that say no camping, no this, no that, don't go there. When you want to go fishing down the side of a river where it's a nice little spot to go fishing in, and there are signs that say no fishing, don't go in here, no trespassing, or whatever, it's because people go in there and they bring their beer cans and their garbage. And I'm not saying don't go bring a beer with you when you go fishing. I'm just saying when you go in there and you go fishing, don't leave your container that you brought your worms in from the store, the plastic container or whatever, leave it there on the ground. Yeah. Don't burn a fire, leave crap all over the place or beer bottles. And that's why so many places it's, there's no trespassing, no doing this, no doing that because they have to do that. Otherwise it just ruins it for everybody else. And that's what it amounts to. You know, if you're going to stealth camp, I say, you know what, find a place where you're not going to be bothering anybody and leave it better than you found it and enjoy yourself <laughs> there you go just be be smart about it that's all uh, my dad had a rule growing up don't be stupid and it kind of applies to everything michael smith from smith media outdoors uh we'll have the links on the website you can find them on youtube and a bunch of other places michael thank you so much for the time man i appreciate it you know what thank you i very 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 much appreciate it uh i i had a great time i really did and um i've been looking forward to it for you know, so long. Like 15 uh, months or whatever it's been. Yeah, you know, you know <laughs> but you know, it's cool. <laughs> but, um, thank, you know, thanks so much. I really appreciate it, Peacocks.